mouthpiece for God today. And I'm open to whatever the Holy Spirit does. Are you all open? Because I'm just the glove that he's got his hand in. And whatever he's saying to you, he's saying to me. I'm speaking to myself as well. So uh, I just want to give honor to the Lord and also to the Holy Spirit. And Bishop Green, Elder Lady Carmen Green in the absence, uh, just respecting and honoring the uh, leadership and also thankful for the privilege of being asked to speak today. I give God praise. I just want to say a quick word of prayer before I begin. Father God, I give you thanks again and worship you, Heavenly Father, that in this moment, it's not Leon, you're just using my mouth, but it's you speaking, Lord God. We're open to you. Have your way, do whatever you like. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. So today, as you may see, it's up on the, the topic of my message today is undercover cover agents. And that topic, as I was praying and asking God what, what he wanted me to share today, um, that popped out and I just wanted to unpack that a little bit for you because covering is something that all of us need at some point. And because those of us who are in the kingdom of God, those of us who are children of God, who have accepted a relationship with Jesus, we're under the cover of the blood. We're under the cover of the blood. So I call that sort of like the vertical covering. But when we take it to the horizontal sense, we are also responsible for covering each other. And so that's the undercover. is that I'm undercover, you're undercover, but we're cover agents to cover other people. And that's the perspective from which the word is being shared today. I dare say that the whole plan of God from, if you're going back to Genesis, points to covering. And the scripture, one of the scriptures that I want to read today is Genesis chapter 3. And that's beginning around verse 3. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Pay attention here. The eyes were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And then, if we just hold on to that for a minute, and go to the New Testament in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 22. I'm not going to read all of it, but I think we all know the story of the prodigal son. That's pretty popular. 
but there's a story of a young man who leaves his, his family, leaves his home, because, you know, he actually had a good family. He was, he was all set. He was well taken care of. But somehow he wanted to go check the world out. He left the cover of his family and went off into a distant land. And, you know, he was around people who he thought were his friends, but they used him up. And when he was fully used up, he returned home. And the story says, tells us that when he got there, his father saw him afar off and sent uh, servants to bring him home and to treat him well. And he put a covering over him, put that garment over him. So we're looking at these two contrasts of covering. And it gave me a sense of, you know what, God has been showing us through many examples throughout scriptures, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, that the whole plan is that we get covered. There's also the story of the children of Israel and the Passover in Egypt when the very last plague that God sends on Pharaoh to shake him up was that the firstborn would die. But those who had the covering of the blood over their doors were saved, the people of God. So covering, covering is important. And I, in true bishop fashion, got a couple of definitions of covering. I don't, I just want to share them with you. There are two noun versions and also a ver the verb version. So let me t give you the first one. So speaking of cover, the verb, is to put something on top of or in front of something in order to protect or conceal it. Another definition is a thing which lies in front of, on, or over or around something, especially in order to protect or conceal it. And the noun version, another noun version says, it's a physical shelter sought by people in danger. And I couldn't help but think about people who are fleeing their, their country and nation. We think of particularly people in Ukraine right now who uh, are fleeing because of the danger posed to their lives and looking for cover. I think about how important covering is because I think it's a natural response that we all have that we really want to be covered, we want to be protected. You know, sometimes you think in movies, you know, maybe police goes in or a detective is going in and say, cover me, cover my back. So that is another aspect how we see covering in different places and how important it is, and it gives us that feeling of safety and, and protection. And the same way that God has covered us um, by the blood of Jesus. As we can see, if we go back to Genesis, again, just reflect back on Genesis. When Adam and Eve discovered that they were naked, they ran and got fig leaves, which I consider just, you know, shabby covering. They don't quite get everything, but that's what they found quickly, and so they covered themselves. And God, in his love, came and gave them a better covering, gave them skins, that would keep them warm and would cover them, protect them. The pandemic that we're currently, we have been going, going through for the last two plus years, have really emphasized the, our need for cover. 
And the Bible is just full of cover stories, lots of cover stories. So, you know, I feel, in fact, it's safe to say that the word cover fully describes God's plan for redemption from Genesis to Revelation. And in reading these various scriptures that I shared with you, there was, I, I, I observed some things. The first one, Adam and Eve, they covered themselves because they were ashamed. Shame is a, is a huge problem in the world from the beginning to end that nobody wants to be exposed, right? We don't want to be exposed. And so our first response or action to shame is hide it. It's cover it up. No one wants to show that. I don't want shame, my shame to be shown. And also, another way that covering helps us, we look at um, the book of Joshua, chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, where Rahab, who is a prostitute, is hiding spies that were sent out by Joshua to spy out the Jericho, spy out Jericho, the, the land that they were going to, the promised land. And Rahab was really, she's not an Israelite, she's an outsider, but she sees the hand of God moving, and so she said, yeah, I'm going to hide, help these people, I'm going to hide the spies. And so she covers them on her roof with some hay, and when People came looking for the spies. They could not find them. Rahab basically told a lie. said, I didn't see them. Or they went, oh, I saw them, but they went that direction. So she covered them. But the good thing about what Rahab did was that because she covered God's people, she in turn was covered. When it came time for destruction of the city, she, she was covered. And everybody in her house was covered, saved. And then, so that's, the first one we talked about was shame, covering shame. Next one, covering the body, basically covering from danger. And finally, in the story of the prodigal son, which is told in Luke 15, verses 17 to 24, you mostly know the story, but you can read it for yourself. I see there a covering which brings comfort and forgiveness. This young man, as bad as he was, the things that he had done that really deserved what he was receiving, the outcomes that he was having, was basically directly related to his lifestyle and his behavior. But when he came home, his father, which I really believe is typical of God, embraced him and did not regard him as an outsider, but brought him in and put the garment on him and had a big celebration, welcoming, welcoming him back home again. So, again, protection, covering for shame, covering for body protection, and covering for the spirit, body, mind, and spirit. Full covering right there. This is what we get in the community of faith. This is what we get in God's house. This is what we get when we have a relationship with God. We, we get both the vertical covering from him and we also get the horizontal covering from one another. That, to me, spells safety. That, to me, says that you know we're able to, despite whatever else is going on in our lives, that we're able to move forward 
with the plan that God has for our lives. And it's, it seems really simple, but it's not easy to do because many of us are walking around needing cover and we don't know where to turn. A few more observations that I saw here in this, after reading these scriptures and really listening for God to talk to me about what he wanted to share, is that I noticed that when people need covering, they don't care where it comes from. We just need covering. I'm not feeling safe right now. I, I'm going to go where I can find some covering. Take about, think about Adam and, and Eve. Uh, how much covering do fig leaves offer? <laughs> but that's what was available, and so they took it. And God came and gave them a better cover. And in our own lives, the coverings that we may choose, that we may seek for refuge, are just natural, normal reactions to either fear or whatever it is that we're running from. We need to be covered. Another observation is that covering allows us to enter into a space of vulnerability with courage and confidence. So I may have some issues, some problems, some takes, some weird ways, but nonetheless, if someone covers me, if my brother or my sister covers me, then I feel confident to move forward in direction because the focus is not on my issue, but the fact that we are family, we love one another, and we cover each other. So those two things. And finally, when someone is covered, when you're covered, when I'm covered, we're more likely to cover someone else. Again, we reflect back to the vertical covering. God has covered us. The scripture tells us he was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the punishment that we deserve was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We are covered. That is a covering, the covering of the blood of Jesus. And because of that, we need to cover each other. By the grace that we have been given, let us extend that same grace to others. Names. Bless God. Bless God. So at the highest level, the blood of Jesus covers our sin, but we have responsibility to cover each other. And that's really the gist of the message today. It's like, how eager are we to cover one another? Or are we looking around to see people who need to be covered? The scripture tells us that love covers a multitude of faults. So when we think about what covering might look like, you know, we may not think that we're capable of covering somebody, but if we have love in our hearts, it's going to touch that nerve that actually gets people to respond. So if we're really honest, we'll, we can say that each of us needs a covering of some sort because we live in a time of intense emotional suffering. And I remember last year, uh, I think in the month of November, Pastor Lorraine Thornhill preached a message about holes in the pews. And you talk about holes, um, holes in your soul. There's intense, I think that a lot of 
um, issues that we have been facing in our lives. Maybe some of them were dormant, but as a result of the pandemic, things began to emerge and suffering has intensified for many people, many of us. And so some of that suffering may have brought on shame, may have brought on fear, hopelessness, all of the fallout from the things that aren't going well for us. And we need to be covered. So what do you do when you have holes in your soul? I have some good news for us today. This is just not all, this is not bad news. This is good news that whenever we have vulnerabilities, we have things that we're not so excited about, we're not so happy about, that are really getting in the way of us moving forward in the purpose that God has for us. That first remember that he is our covering. And then when he's covered us with, by his grace, that we cover other people. Because we look to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. And mind you, the scripture says that he forsook the shame, his shame, so that we can be redeemed. And there's all throughout the scriptures, even in the, 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 the songs today that were sung, I was writing them down like, he's a way maker. And Brother Tommy said, he's never going to leave you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you have holes, if you have issues that are holding you up, that have attacked your ability to believe and to trust in God, I want to say to you that the scripture says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, verse 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Genesis 28, 15, I am with you and I will watch over you. These are words of God. So many, I, I look through the Bible, there's so many scriptures that really point to God's commitment to covering us. So we're never left alone. Another scripture, Deut Deuteronomy Chapter 4, verse 31. I will not abandon you. This is what God was saying to his people. I will not abandon you. Have you felt abandoned? Because, you know, on our best day, people let us down, right? But the Lord is saying, I will not abandon you. Again, in 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 7, it says... Cast all your anxiety on him, all your kids, all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. There is, there is no love and there's no cares that's so guaranteed as the love of God. And if you haven't experienced the love of God, um, there's something great waiting for you. Amen? This is not a long message because I really felt like you know, Holy Spirit, just touch the hearts of your people. Because simply stated, if you need covering, he's got it for you. And the body of Christ, the community, Elder Roy was encouraging people to come out. Let us, you know, we're, we're moving through a pandemic. Things are getting back to normal somewhat. And there is unity and there's strength. And Bishop also says there's immunity in community. That we come out and fellowship with one another 
and, and begin to get ourselves covered. Because we, there are things that we might be ashamed of. There are things that we might be afraid of. But the covering, both horizontal and vertical, between those two, you're going to be able to make it. You're going to be able to make it. Man, God is saying to you today that you're going to make it because I got your back. He's got your back. Now, this morning when I got up to get dressed, well, actually yesterday I thought about, you know, what am I going to wear today? Now, how many of you would agree that I look pretty nice today? That was not an appeal for my ego. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? I am going to be representing God. I'm also representing Bishop. I want to look good. Right? But I also want you to know that the preacher has holes. I want to speak from a perspective of vulnerability because I know it's the only way to be truthful. It's the only way. That's where God wants us to be. He says, cast your anxieties on him. Cast your cares on him. Many of us are walking around with burdens. We're walking around with things that happen in generations. We're walking around with things that we're ashamed of. And we're trying to hide them. And we like to look good. We go out, of course, you recognize that if you are walking around with holes, ticks, whatever it is, the first place people's eyes go is to your issue. Just like you saw my shirt, you're seeing my shirt today. If I had come up here with this shirt on, you would have been like, what's wrong with elderly? It would really detract from the word. Because you're going to be looking at me. Something's not right about that. And put that in your own life. Put it in our own lives. As we walk around each day trying to look good. And it's not that we're trying to be fake or anything like that. But we don't want people's first impression of us to be the last one they have. Like, I saw Leon. He looked really bad. He looked really right. So I covered myself. And if we're honest with ourselves and we want to be delivered, we got to accept and we really got to confess. Lord, here I am with all of my weirdness, my strange behavior, my shame, the things that happened to me that I didn't ask for. Here I am, naked, what's and all. This is a somber moment because this is not just for the believers. This is for everybody. The blood of Jesus was shed to cover all of us. Everybody. And because his love is so gracious, we can come as you are, throw yourself 
on the altar. Now, during the pandemic, we have been responsible as not to have altar calls. And I, I checked with Bishop on this last week. I said, Bishop, I really feel in my heart that we need to have people come to the altar. Um, I'll make it a little bit easy by saying, you don't have to stay at the altar, but you need to make a gesture to the altar. Take a leap of faith. I dare you to get up and walk towards the altar and say, God, here I am, just as I am, without one plea. I want to cover things up, but I'm just, here I am. I, I, can't, I don't know what to do. I can't fix me. Fix me. And I've also asked the ushers, if you look in the pews today, there are some index cards, maybe with a pen there. I just want you to symbolic as an act of faith, write whatever it is. If this is not a prayer request. This is write whatever you feel is your stumbling block, whether it's shame, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, it's hopelessness. It could be just one word. Write it on there. And we're going to come to the altar and just throw it at the altar and leave it there. We're going to leave it there. Because I believe faith requires us to take a move. And I've asked the elders to just anoint you with oil. That's as a symbol of the covering of God. Because these are difficult times. And some people think they might get worse. But under the covering... When we're covered up, we're going to be okay. No one has to know what's underneath there except God. He is your strength. God is your strength. He is your refuge and your strength in times of trouble. Amen? God is your refuge and strength in times of trouble. And the song that you hear playing in the background... I kept singing that song all week. I just couldn't stop singing it. It ministered so much to me. And I remember Phil Thompson wrote that song out of deep, intense pain. But we're singing it today. It's a song of my heart. I hope it's a song of your heart as well. And when you bring your issues to the cross, don't take it back up again. You throw it, you literally throw it in the trash, throwing it to the altar, let God take care of it. Even if whatever is bugging you, still remains, remember that you're covered. Remember that you're covered by the blood of Jesus. And that covering was from the beginning all the way to the end of your life and beyond. So we're going to, at this time, if you want to, this is not a force, but I really feel like we should make some steps. Just come to the altar and throw, you can either lay it down or you can violently throw it like you want to get rid of something really badly. And the elders are going to be here as you walk past. They will anoint you to cover you. Because we want you to feel victory in your life. And don't return to take the things that you have left to the altar. Because God is your refuge. And he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I have your back. Amen. Amen. Be my strength, O oh God.
in your victory. Hallelujah. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Glory to God. He is with you. And I encourage you to walk in the victory that you're experiencing right now. Because you've taken a step. You've made a move. And you've released this burdens off yourself. And believe that God has done that for you. And just want to live in a state of expectation and anticipation for things, some of this is gonna be progressive, but be in anticipation for God to do for you what you need to be done. And I also wanna encourage you, if you get an answer this week, we have a testimony page on our website. Please share your testimony because it will encourage those of us who are still waiting. I trust that the Lord has touched your hearts today and that you are walking in victory, that we have made a step. Put a stake in the ground and say, things change from here. I'm not going to go back there anymore. I'm not going to let these things hold me back because God has covered me once and for all. And for those who are listening online or listening, uh, watching YouTube, I hope that you also feel like you're in the presence. If you wrote down um, on your sheet of paper, whatever it is, and throw it. Because, you know, when we take action, things begin to materialize. And so I just bless you today. Bless God for his, for his work that is taking place in our hearts, in our lives. That I expect to hear really great stories. We expect to hear great stories of what God has done and what he's doing. Walk in victory today. Walk in victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you feel victorious today? Do you feel lighter today? Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to close. And in our church, we close with a, we end with a closing blessing. And as you have 
been lightened of load today. I'm going to give you a blessing. The Lord, if you would hold your hands out as if to receive the, the priestly blessing that Moses, Aaron gave to um, the people of God. He said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, grin and beam on you, and remove every obstacle that gets in the way. May he grant you his peace and also cover you and that you would cover others. I pronounce this blessing on you in the name of Jesus. Go in peace. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.